0: Welcome to the What The Heal podcast, where we discuss what the healing journey really looks like unfiltered. We're still getting a little set up but um how are you guys doing today great wonderful happy what day is it sunday, sunday today. the lord's day the lord's day <laughs> i am Brittany. welcome welcome deshante is he here goodness gracious <laughs> sorry <laughs> Somebody. okay no. okay so tip of the day who wants to start
1: i'll go first mine is a quote and it goes the Talk wound
0: directly into the mic, please. <laughs> or move it down. Yeah, I'm gonna move it down.
1: Why <laughs> I can't move it down. The wound is not my fault, but the healing is my responsibility. Ooh, yes. That is deep. Okay. I, get- I, I I feel that throughout our whole lives, you know, we have trauma that we have to heal through and it is our only our responsibility to do that and to be able to grow from our experiences and then by doing so you help other people who are going through the same struggles that you are.
0: Right. Oh, I love that. You want to go next, D? Uh
2: yes. My tip of the day is um that to heal that little girl inside of you and then let her know it's okay and what you went through is not your fault. And just be gentle to her during your healing process.
0: Good, 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 good. Um, I think my tip of the day is going to be, uh, learn how to apologize and, um, it's not just, oh, I'm sorry. You need to acknowledge what you did and how you affected this person and, you know, just come together and try to actually change that behavior instead of being like, well, I am how I am. Well, to an extent, if you're an asshole, you got to work on that. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be too... Prideful to just actually really take someone else's feelings into consideration because the apology is, you know, for them but Mm -hmm. also for you to release that let Mm -hmm. it let it go let it flow (laughs) (laughs) and there's a
1: lot of people who literally won't apologize to you just because they let their pride get in the way and they would rather go like not talking to you ever again than to you know suck it up and apologize for
2: what they did or admit they're wrong
0: yes Yes. Mm -hmm. 100% All right, so today we're doing uh, inner child parents and all that good stuff so uh, first question that I want Wanted to ask is um, for your parents like how how are you guys raised how did that like your upbringing affect how you are today so for example um, how I was raised I am black and I grew up in the northwest suburbs of Chicago and I feel like that affected everything every mm-hmm. aspect of my life because I felt like I didn't really belong and I wanted to belong. I wanted to have friends and those relationships. It's not my parents' fault because they wanted, like, what was best for me. And I love my life. I think I had a great, wonderful life. But I just, yeah, that's how I grew up. I grew up around white people. That's why I sound like this. Yeah. <laughs> and um, th- th- that's just my, my experience. That's how you be, like,
2: too, what is it? We're too white for the black folks yep. and too black for the white
0: folks. Yep. Mm -hmm. that's me same (laughs) (laughs) we grew up in the same where did you yeah we did (laughs) Uh, known each other since junior high Mm -hmm. you want to go next oh
2: you're just like short and sweet i'm like damn my shit's fucked up Um, (laughs) Um, yeah
1: i'm like reading my notes and i was like that's all you're gonna say i mean what okay like that's like oh
0: my god i'm gonna take all of this okay (laughs) my okay i can elaborate if you would like i can go into what are
1: some traumas that you dealt with in your childhood
0: okay so uh number one i would say just kind of be feeling a little bit lonely and also feeling that I didn't belong and I had to fit mm-hmm. in because I was one of like four other black kids in the school, and uh, yeah, that was really hard. You didn't also, have people being, to relate to. No. Yeah, and also being kind of broke, poor, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. We weren't that bad, but I mean, compared to all my other friends who had houses and we could go play in their yards, mm-hmm. and then us like we lived in an apartment and we always had to move and i'm like i just i'm so tired of moving why do we have to move all the time and mm-hmm. all my friends lived in the same house like forever i don't understand this i don't get this mm-hmm. and that affected me too because i was just like i want some friends that i can you know know relate for the to mm-hmm. and also uh some some kids who know like Hey, I don't have a house either. I also live in apartments. Like, I mean, I did have some of that, but <laughs> most of my friends, it Those wasn't like the Same that. little
2: family home all their life. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. I think that that
2: shaped me like my mom moving a lot when I was younger. So in my adult life, I never moved. Mm-hmm. I was in the same place for like 10 years.
0: Yeah, I w- <laughs> wish
2: <laughs>
0: that's the goal right now I think that in itself is a little bit traumatizing <laughs> yeah. yeah, because I anytime I have to move I'm just like uh, no I will never I don't want to do this ever 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 again mm-hmm. I've been in my apartment for three years mm-hmm. and um, I'm just like dreading moving I can't wait because I kind of can't wait to get out of there yeah, yeah, but at the know, same least. time I'm just like I'm really not looking forward to it and it's something I know that I need to work on mm-hmm. because it's not that much, but to me, it is so stressful. Mm-hmm. It is so stressful to have to, to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Anybody else? I'll go. Okay, so I don't know. Mine's a little bit, I feel like,
1: on the wilder side here. <laughs> yeah. but... And Just keep
0: in mind, I just asked, the question was like, how were you raised? That was the yeah.
1: question. <laughs> this, 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 like this. this is okay. how I was raised and it's a lot. A okay. Go for like, it.
0: Like, I'm sorry that you guys were so traumatized. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, Maybe I didn't so, go in like, the right
1: direction. So but- <laughs> my parents came to the United States in 1989 um, with literally just like their clothes on their backs. Like they left my sisters in Mexico so they can come here, you know, get a job, get a house. And weren't you born in 89? I was born in 90. Oh, so okay. my mom literally got here and she got pregnant with me like within two months of being here. That which American was- air. which was like (laughs) which was like very hard um like now that I think about it like I was raised in a very very like poor I would say my mom tells us that there was times that literally had five dollars to get to and from work and we lived in Chicago and they had to go all the way to Mm O'Hare um and I remember like my sister my older sister my brother would have to like you know Work just so that we can pay the rent and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And with that, I feel like my parents have always been on um, fight or flight mode. Same. Um, They've been surviving Mm -hmm. because I, I can't imagine leaving this country, going to a new country, not knowing the language and trying to go there and find a job and bring my family like that's immensely. But with that, I feel like the emotional support that I needed growing up was not there at all. Um, my feelings were always brushed off, like, oh, you're just being a baby. Stop complaining about it. I'm going to give you something to complain about. Yes. Um, I never got hit by my dad because I was the youngest one, but I know that, like, my older siblings always did mm-hmm. because it would be their fault
0: or whatever the (laughs) fuck was going on yeah you know it was opposite like my mom was the one who would hit us but my dad he was the one who would be like okay push-ups okay Mm. you're gonna do a plank or something that Mm. military man dude we
1: were scared shitless of my dad and i feel like that's why like i never felt connected to him Mm -hmm. like i had a dad like he he and then like my parents would say like what do you mean you're traumatized like You had a house, you had food, you know, like we provided for you. We gave you everything that you needed. But it's like, yeah, but you did not give me that emotional support that I needed, Mm -hmm. that love that I needed. I don't remember my parents ever telling me that they loved me. I don't remember being hugged. And that's something that I struggle with as an adult. Christian, he loves touch. And like, I remember when we first started dating, I was like, oh, my God, like, can you freaking can you like let me breathe for a little bit, you Mm -hmm. know, because I needed that. But like. Now I'm like why did I hate it so much it was because I never got it as a little girl you know so now mm-hmm. I always tell my kids I love you I always give them kisses I always give them hugs because I want them to know that I support them you know mm-hmm. whatever it is that they're going through and I'm so like I sometimes like I cry because I, I wish that I was how I was now with like Ball and Sabrina with Junior because I feel like he's a lot older now. Yeah. And like I wish I could go back and re-parent him, you know, the
2: right way. But like I you was still going, have
0: time. I know. He's he only. A- yeah. Don't <laughs> You can cry. cross them through your through his adult life. Yeah. And then you didn't do how, that. How old is he? 17? 18? He's about to be 18. Yeah. Like- so you you still have so much time.
2: Bro, I don't know how you're going to hold it in. I feel like I'm going to cry with a kindergartner graduating
0: in high school.
2: I'll be bawling.
0: Oh, never mind. I, I don't have kids. so <laughs>
1: It's hard, but, like, I'm just trying to change every single day. Like, there's still times that I go off on my kids, but I always tell them, I'm sorry. Like. There was too much shit going on. I was stressed. You know, I'm also human. Like, right. it's okay to be angry, but it wasn't okay for me to take it out on you guys. Yeah, And you know? that
0: right there mm-hmm. is also incredibly important. The mm-hmm. fact that you apologize yeah. to your children. Because <laughs> I didn't get that as a kid. Like, right. Me with either. my it parents, was never, there was never. It was always my
1: fault. Like, they were never wrong. Like, yes. 100%. They were always right.
0: 100%. And I feel like that is negative on a kid mm-hmm. because the way that we view it is our feelings are invalid. Our yeah. feelings are not important. And that's what we take. I know I have a really mm-hmm. hard time advocating for myself and speaking up because my voice was always shut down as a kid because I was never allowed to be right. Mm-hmm. I was never to allowed speak to... mine. your mind. Yeah. Yes, I was not allowed to have an opinion. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I feel like it's harder for me to open up, even though, depending on what the subject is, I'm an open book. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, when, it's, when it's hard for me, for me um for example to if me and my boyfriend start getting into we don't really fight but like we do uh bicker. disagreement yeah, dis- <laughs> yeah I would say disagreements and because I'm really big on I don't want to say mean things to you I will I'm not gonna like raise my voice at you like I'll probably I'll have an attitude but we don't scream at each other we don't call each other out of our names and we're like We're not like that. But I do have an attitude. And I'm just like, why do I have such a problem telling him what's wrong with me? Why do I have such a problem, like... Expressing just expressing, how you were feeling, your yeah, show. and then it goes back to that. Like when I'm talking in therapy, and my therapist is like, "Okay, well, you need to channel this because your voice was shut down so much as a kid." And I'm like, "Oh my god,
1: yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize but like it I was doing two that." And, two together. and yeah. now that
0: someone's asking you,
1: "What do you like? What's going on? What you know? Why are you feeling this way?" You're like, "Your body's like what? Like yeah. nobody ever
0: asked me this shit. Like how am like I supposed to tell him thing. how yeah. I actually feel? I legit have to write it down. I have to go in my own space, mm-hmm. take a couple breaths, and just write." out my feelings Mm -hmm. and then read it a couple times if i need to change it Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i just have to feel it i have to feel it and then we can have a conversation because i i know i won't be able to have a mature conversation right away Mm -hmm. it'll just be um guns blazing and i'm always right but Mm -hmm. i'm just like we just need to take a second a breather
1: and that's okay and that's on communication that's Mm -hmm. what you need to be doing with your partner 100 be like can you just give me five minutes like to take a breather and then we can talk, you know. Yes. Of course, you're not gonna tell him. Can you wait three weeks so we can talk about yeah, oh, yeah. it? Like, <laughs> like, bitch,
0: no. Like, cops. Like, you you we can take a day, but you need yeah. to fucking talk about yeah. it. We like, do have a 24-hour yeah. like time yeah. frame. Yeah, for because sure. Because sometimes it takes me 12 hours to want to yes. talk about it. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I'm just like, all right, well, let's talk about this now.
2: Me and Simone's there. I used to do a week. I used to be like, leave me the fuck alone for a week.
0: <laughs> and I get it. Because sometimes you need your, you need that space, that time, the clarity.
2: Yeah, the clarity me, to be like, like, like I'm do always, I really like, want mad? this?
1: And then, like, time goes by, and I'm like, man, that was stupid of me.
2: Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go apologize now. My <laughs> thing is, if I, if I want the sex, though, I might, like, yeah. <laughs> I might, like, break that shit me, a little bit sooner. I for might be me, like-,
1: like, I have these shorts that Christian loves. Okay. <laughs> so, when I wanna get some, I'll have to just literally wear those
0: shorts, and he's like, oh, it's on. It's on.
1: <laughs> that is the code
0: word. <laughs> So, um, in terms of healing from your pair, oh, actually, Deshante, you didn't even get a chance to. They caught me to answer the. (laughs) Wait, but I'm not
2: done.
1: Oh, more.
0: (laughs) Keep going, keep going. Okay,
1: and then another thing. I feel um, when I was little, I um, experienced domestic violence, but my dad towards my mom, Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like I grew up in this world where. It's OK for the guy to put the hands on the girl. It's OK for him to yell at her, you know, and do all of this stuff. So that also affected me because when I got in a relationship young, I thought that that was normal to do until I I started seeing, you know, the real reality and that it's not OK for people to treat you this way and to do all these things to you. Right. Like it's it's very hard to go through that. And then also he was an alcoholic which put, like, another thing on my mom's plate. And I feel like my mom was probably depressed, and I know that she was, like, surviving in this world. Like, can you imagine being here alone? Your man is, like, beating on you, you know, and you Mm. literally have no support. Yeah, yeah and i she has told the stories of her mom and her mom was fucking wild like her mom <laughs> would throw knives at them Oof. one time it landed on my mom's head oh no she was th- trying to throw it at my mom and my mom duck and it landed on her sister's head like this is the and i like you know i feel like she healed through what her Oof. mom did to her you know, and I feel like she still had a lot of work to do, but being here and like trying to survive, you don't have time to think about your emotional, especially if no your parents never taught you to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and me through healing, I want to be able to heal so that my kids don't have to heal from everything that I've done to them. Yes. And so that they know that they have my support and, you know, I back them up 100 percent no matter what it is, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. I'm done. Okay, <laughs> and I'm done. So the real
2: sadness. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. For me, I had an absent father, like biological father. I think as a child, I remember going over there. Like my mom made us go over there mm-hmm. on like weekends.
1: So,
0: okay. That's why I don't question they
1: go over there because I'm like if she, if they don't want to go, I'm like, I'm not gonna
2: push it.
0: Yeah. I was she just gonna say, how it. how did that make you feel as a kid being forced to go and see your dad? Uh, like did you want to see him or were I you wanted just to like to see my
2: siblings? Yeah. But even mm-hmm. still, like they lived on the south side of Chicago, so I still was never like black enough.
0: Yeah. Like, oh, I hundred percent get that too. My oh. cousins would tease me and my cousins st- well, I don't wanna say they still tease me. <laughs>
2: i got called whitewashed i couldn't turn rope um just like like little shit that it's things still to this day it was just like being called black i mean white when you know you're black Mm -hmm. but i love playing with them but so all together was what two four six of us seven with my other little sister eight with another brother that came out of the woodworks in my 20s mm-hmm.
0: uh, <laughs> but um and did you like that having a lot mom, of siblings as a kid but even
2: then I feel like well I don't have no relationship with that man now but um he would do shiesty shit like um my mom would give us money to go over there on the weekends just to make sure like we got whatever we wanted mm-hmm. he would ask my sister like oh, your mom said she gave you some money, like, give it here. I would keep mine. I was up on game as a little kid. Mm-hmm. I was like, not today, sir. <laughs> Fuck. Like, Get uh... your own. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that that, like, the fact that my mom had to send us to our dad with money, that it makes sense. Yeah. So, I don't know. She worked a lot. So I saw that, like, a working mother. And I feel like she did the best that she could with what she was given. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I feel like sure. I had a, a grade A stellar Mm -hmm. mom like i i never saw the lack Mm -hmm. she always made sure i had whatever clothes and shoes and bags and this and that that i wanted so i never felt the amount of pressure she could have been under Mm -hmm. so um i think her getting cancer she got diagnosed with cancer when i was 14 i believe i was 14 or something like that that changed my life because when she went in the hospital and stuff. I became, like, the head of the home and had to balance her checkbook and all this and that. And I would look at, like, how was this woman surviving?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was that, like, a reality check for you?
2: That was reality. Yeah. I learned how you to, to grow pay up, like, rent like, mm-hmm. and and do all of this and make sure everything stayed afloat while at she 14? was doing the at 14. And then I, know, I would imagine take,
1: doing it at 14 with the baby.
2: Uh, yeah, Uh, That would be even, well, I did. I got pregnant at 14. I got pregnant about like 14, 15 with somebody older that I was dating. I remember me and my sister got pregnant around the same time. Mm -hmm. She made me have an abortion. She didn't push an abortion on my sister. And then. Your mom. Yeah. And so I live with regret because I was like, I'm actually with my boyfriend. Like, we're going to be together forever (laughs) (laughs) and ever. (laughs) And then, um, but that was fucked up. I feel like she saw it that that wasn't going to be something Mm long-term before I did. And I think she saw that I had greater plans on my life than that. So it was like, I went through getting an abortion, never really talking about it to now my mom is sick with cancer. I got to take care of her and everything else. It was, it was just something that shaped my life in a way like no other, because then that led me to becoming like a sugar baby from that. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, um, shut I'm 14. Like what other way do I have to provide for my family? And I never really let my mom know what I was doing yeah. because like around like 16, 15 or 16, I got me a little cover up job is what I call it. I worked at a Burger King, <laughs> but I mean, you don't work at Burger King at that age and then right. be able to pay rent and pay cars and do all this. So I don't know. That shit changed my life yeah from that to a lot of sexual trauma i experienced as a child it just shaped me in a way i don't know like my childhood i think was really crazy because i got like molested and stuff a lot when my mom would go to work
0: by your cousins oh oh i'm so sorry by
2: my cousins and that's why i do not like the whiz like the whiz oh they would put that on yeah as like the little distraction movie and my thing is i look back on the adults that were supposed to be watching us they would put us all in like a room and be like okay you guys be quiet and watch the wiz like gotcha they weren't really watching us they would call us to come out to eat Mm -hmm. and then next you know my mom would be off work and it was time for us to go but it's like you put a whole bunch of mixed age kids together in a room together Together with a closed door and it's like I just—that's why I don't play that shit. I don't play like when kids play house. F- ain't no motherfucking house. Mm-hmm. Like stop that. Like I—I I don't agree with kids being mixed ages hanging out together because of that. Uh, it just—it just shaped me.
0: Yeah, I definitely can see how that would shape you. Do you let your daughter go to sleepovers? Nope. Okay. Nope. How she about only- you, Izzy? No. She can only be with her dad.
1: And I, I haven't. I, I feel like both too little, so mm-hmm. I don't think she's asked me. Sabrina has... But she barely like sleeping over her dad's house as is. So she really doesn't. I mean, yes, I've let her obviously at my mom's house and my sister's house. I mean, but like with family. a friend. No, not yet. But friends have slept over our house.
0: Oh, OK, so you'll let them stay with yes. you, but you will not let mm-hmm. your kids. Yeah. But okay. the
1: thing is, like, yeah, even told Serena, like, you don't, I'm not I'm not going to let you sleep over. Her. I'm like, but you can go hang out with her. I'm like, and I'll pick you up at 11 before it's time for you to go to sleep. And then you can c- just come sleep here. But she doesn't want it. She wants to sleep there. And I'm like, no. it's <laughs> like I don't know. Like, yeah, I've I've seen like I had conversations with her mom, but like I don't know. I, it's hard for me to trust people. Just <laughs> hard for I me mean, to I trust get it. people.
0: I I never, you know, would I think you that. would even think about that. Mm-hmm. Don't have that. I mm-hmm. I was have to go to was to i to go to yeah, So I'd be like, yeah, go ahead. Go have me fun. Me too. My parents let me go to that
2: all
1: the sleepovers that I wanted to go to And not thinking about it, it's like, oh, my God.
0: Yeah. Like, who, but
2: who I knew? feel like we were in a different era though. I feel like these these kids and adults are a little bit weirder now, especially with social oh my God, media and all the things they're supposed to.
1: Um Sabrina's friend was supposed to sleep over or she's like can she sleep over and I was like okay I'm like well, let me go talk to to, to her dad or whatever. So I go pick up this little girl up never once met his dad, her dad. She comes with her little brother and she's like my dad said I could sleep over if I take my little brother with me. This little boy was 5 years old. Oh. And I'm like, they have not met me a day in their life. They, I could be a freaking serial killer for all they know. And they we're they're, trying to go out. And they just let you guys come with me. Like, at least come meet me. They like, needed a break. <laughs> but like, at least come meet me. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. If, and if now if somebody, I know when Sabrina's like, can I go to her house? I'm like, <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> no,
2: because even that I was sleeping with like one of my best friends, brothers, going over to sleepovers
0: yeah okay now now i see i see the problem Mm -hmm. that different but they were the same age
2: but like even different even different ages because i was sexually active so young
0: yeah i was gonna say that happens like so often Mm -hmm. i've i don't want to say like what i will say is i can relate (laughs) people sleeping with your brother oh no 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 no. not like that i'm just saying um having things happen at sleepovers that are like, yeah, that are like suspect crazy. even cause I, yeah,
2: girls too. Yeah. The girls aren't exempt
0: yeah mm-hmm. because
2: one of the girls I went to like middle school with, I was little too. She was, was, she was doing stuff with me too. And it, I used to think like, damn, did similar things happen to you? Cause where did you get this from? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then it came out that it did.
0: And that's really sad. That is mm-hmm. really sad. She was super sexual. Now
2: she has a lot of kids, but,
1: and that's another thing I always tell my kids: like, this is your body. Nobody is allowed to touch your body. I'm like, if anybody touches you, you come tell me. You know, like, no questions asked. Like, I would never say that you're lying if something like this happens to you. You come and tell me right away, yeah. And we fucking ride a thon. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> bro. Yeah. How bro, do you
1: have that conversation with back your to kids? Jail for my
2: kids being ever being touched, like, God I
1: mean, forbid. like, ever since like. I feel like ever since my kids are little, I tell them like, this is, this is your boobs. This is your vagina. Like I I literally say what it's called. And I'm like, and nobody can touch you here. You know, these are your private parts. You don't let anybody touch you. Nobody can hurt you with this, you know? And they just like, by you telling them, uh, you know, all the time. And then her seeing it, you know? And like, I'm, you have to tell them the real names. Yes. You cannot be like, oh, it's called a cookie. Or oh, okay. because then it's the like, hoo-ha. oh, they were giving me, they were touching my cookie. And she, and then like, you wouldn't even understand what she's talking about. You know what mm-hmm. I mean?
2: I did the different approach. I put a pet name on it only because if you say that, I know you're like, you know, because that's our thing. Yeah, uh, but what yeah. if they yeah. want to tell somebody, somebody else? Somebody like, what else if they're at school and they're like telling them that word I'ma know and who the fuck gonna die today bitch just get your grave ready
1: but yeah I feel like that's that's like a big thing and like I also talk to my kids about pregnancy since like I had a teen pregnancy Mm -hmm. I was 14 when I had junior and like it was the hardest thing ever I wouldn't have done it any other way. I feel like it also made me the person that I am. Yeah. And another thing is, like, by me growing up and seeing my parents hustle, like, I feel like that's the good thing that I got from them. Like, they're hustlers. They mm-hmm. came here to work. They fucking provided for us. You know, they got up every day and they kept going. And I feel like when I had Junior, that's exactly what I did. I just had to get up and fight for him. You know what I mean? Like, I had to get a job. I had mm-hmm. to have the income to support him and, like, take care of him and everything. Mm-hmm. It was hard, but my parents taught me to work my ass off, and that's
0: yeah. Same with mine. My- and I- my parents were always working. They mm-hmm. always kind of left us to our own, and I know my parents got uh they separated when I was in fifth grade, so it was I was always watching like both of them trying to figure out okay, well now I'm single, I have to navigate raising three kids co-parenting and not trying to blow my fucking brains out Mm -hmm. like I have Mm -hmm. mad respect for my parents trying to do this separately and then I feel like I turned out pretty good (laughs) Uh, but oh go ahead sorry damn I lost that train of thought (laughs) no that's what I
2: watched I watched my mom still be like very calm and like just so like graceful towards my dad and it's like growing up and then seeing like There's no reason why we should have ever been homeless or we should have ever had financial issues and you were still alive on this earth. And she still treated him with grace and kindness. And I think from going everything I went through with my kids, dads, I'm able to do that because of her, Mm -hmm. because I watched her be like that. Like my mom was the most gentle soul. She was she was not the one like she never yelled at all. That's where I get that from. Yeah. When I yell, that's granny. (laughs)
0: <laughs> i feel
1: like my mom was like always stressed you know like with everything going in her life and she yelled at us all the time mm-hmm. and i remember like i used to yell a lot at the beginning and then i was like okay like why are you yelling like yeah you're yelling because when you were little people yelled at you and now you think that that's okay to be doing to other people especially kids like scaring them like that you know like mm-hmm. i remember being scared of my dad and Same. i can't imagine my kids being scared of me because then i'm like I feel like they won't come to me and tell me stuff. Yeah, I didn't
0: want to talk to my parents because I was afraid of them. And I felt like if I were to say something to them, okay, well, I'm going to get in trouble. Okay, well, I'm going to get a lecture. So I'm just going to keep this to myself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And eventually, like when I got a little bit older, I felt like my dad was a little better about that. So I felt a little bit more comfortable. However, now I kind of just feel like... um, When I'm telling my parents things, I just kind of want to tell them the happy parts. Mm -hmm, (laughs) I don't want to even go into the shit.
2: (laughs) Do you think you trickled that into your friendships when you do that? Like, you'd be more positive than, like, saying all the sad parts? Um.
0: Yeah. If you ask me how things are, and it also depends on the friend. Mm-hmm. So and if the feel, mood that you're in. <laughs> yeah. If I feel like I need to get something off my chest and you're a person I could confide into, mm-hmm. I'm going to. Mm-hmm. But if you're just an acquaintance type of situation, like you're a person that I would only really go to brunch with or whatever, mm-hmm. then really? I will give mm-hmm. you surface level information. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta, you gotta be picky about the things that you say yeah. to the people that you aren't as close to. Mm-hmm. Um, just Definitely. because I know I'm an oversharer, uh, and I, I'm trying to not be like that. It's mm-hmm. not just because I don't want to be social. I, I just think there's some things that you should, you should keep, keep to, to yourself. yourself. Nobody needs to know everything. To yes, exactly. I had to learn that. I think the yes. hard way mm-hmm. because
2: even when I was like transitioning, I feel like sometimes people would like. Say things to me, you know, when somebody tries to put humor underneath something. That is me all the time. Or like, <laughs> I have, I
0: have to work on that. Or like,
2: <laughs> or like, try to remind me as I'm like trying to change and like grow into like her. Like, mm-hmm. oh, don't forget, you used to da
0: da da. I ain't forget, motherfucker, okay, you're tracking yeah, that's my game harder yeah, than I don't like that. That's really yeah. petty because when you can see somebody's growing and mm-hmm. then you're just going to throw their past into your face, mm-hmm. that person is not somebody that you need to be around. Mm-hmm. Not sure. at all. Yeah, I'm not yeah.
2: really around that
0: person Good. too much anymore. Don't, because it doesn't <laughs> sound like they support you at all. No, I think it was for show. Sure. Yeah. Uh, probably yeah (laughs) so um healing from your parents what steps have you guys taken to heal from all of that therapy (laughs) Mm -hmm. shadow work for sure for me what shadow work is he please explain i explained it on the last episode well explain it, it, it again again, <laughs> again.
1: Shit, shit. <laughs> shadow work is working with your unconscious mind to uncover the parts of yourself that you repress and hide from yourself see
0: i knew you had it written down So
1: the <laughs> <laughs> so things that i down. did was inner child healing which is basically like whenever um a memory appeared or resurfaced you know i would sit with it i would close my eyes and i would literally talk to my little self you know, and tell her, like, I see you, I hear you, your feelings are valid, and everything that you're going through, it's okay. You Mm -hmm. know, I just try to, I literally try to meditate, like, to imagine me walking up to little me and just hugging her, you know, and giving Mm -hmm. her the love that she deserved. And I feel like that has helped me so much with my healing. And also for, like, not thinking that it's my parents fault you know like I a hundred percent know that they were doing that the best that they could with the information that they had at the moment yes also being here in a new country not knowing the language having to work you know to put food on our table and provide for us I know that that can be a lot and I'm happy for everything that my mom healed through with her mom and like how she didn't treat us that way yeah and I'm happy that I'm able to fully healed so that my children don't have to heal through me
0: yes Mm -hmm. I love that I think that is super important to understand that our parents are human uh, beings. They are human beings. They make mistakes. And they they truly did the best that they could Mm -hmm. with, you know, what what they they had. had. Yeah. And let
1: me just say, my dad has apologized to my mom. Like, they're still together. He has apologized to her. He has apologized to us, you know, about. Mm -hmm. And I love that because that's him saying your feelings were valid at that mm-hmm. point. You know, I fucked up and I'm sorry because I was also going through shit. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm sure they both were, you know. Like, 100%, yeah. So much, like, I couldn't even do what they did.
0: Yeah. Reflecting on it, um, I think that uh, having um, my parents, they both, you know, black trying to live, my dad trying to live in the suburbs, my mom went back to the south side mm-hmm. and still trying to work in the suburbs, still trying to, like, figure everything out. Mm-hmm. Plus, you know, everything is a little bit harder for us because Definitely. the finish line is, or the the starting line is 20 years away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not right. 20 years away, but you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But um, so having to go through all of that and still how I am, I feel like, I feel like I did, or they did amazing. And right. the things that I had to do to heal from them, I'm I'm in hypnotherapy, mm-hmm. and that has helped tremendously. I don't really get hypnotized. I don't know if I talked about this on mm-hmm. here yet, but... Um, I feel like it brings me to a meditative state. Mm-hmm. And that you're I'm, able to pull the yeah, memories I'm and I'm more talk. easily able to access those emotions. I think that's mm-hmm. the important thing. Mm-hmm. Because my therapist, Jill, has me crying after every session. <laughs> Shout out to Jill. Yes. <laughs> she is so good. And, um, yeah, that, that's what I've been doing to really, really recover from it. Because uh, I don't think my hearing your guys' stories, I feel like... I didn't have it as bad as <laughs> <not>. I <laughs> Like, we were just broke, and that was it. My parents and that wasn't didn't even touch all oh, of come it. Come like, all okay. like, like, my parents I could have kept, kept going, but I'm I like, like.
1: how
2: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Like, even for me, like, the therapy part was crucial because I, I feel like I suppress my emotions. I don't deal with them. Mm-hmm. Like, I cry for, I'm the type I'll cry for three seconds, and then, all right, t- tighten up. Let's go. Like, keep going with the life. So... For me to be, I don't know, I always say like sexual trauma shaped me. So to be sexualized from age seven and up, like I still remember like it was my friend's uncle and I had came into the we were coming from outside through like the little screen door. And I came in and he just looked at me and he was, and I was only like six or seven at the time and he was like. You're gonna make a man real happy one day. How
0: do you look at a Ew. child? And say, yep. You see why I won't let my kids go nowhere. <laughs> so when did you start healing from the sexual trauma? Because I know you've been. Now.
2: Oh really? Not till 28. Like after leaving, that was it for me. Like oops, sorry. Name. After yeah, leaving my ex husband, that was the last piece of sexual trauma I ever experienced. Mm-hmm. So even that shit was like fucked up like to go through that as an adult that changed um, me. That must be hard because I can't imagine someone doing that to me that little. Mm-hmm. Because there's the after effects. I had developed like vaginismus from that, which is like when your muscles just tighten and there's nothing you could do about it and you have spasms. Mm-hmm. And oh. so for guys, they think it's such a great thing that I'm tight, but it's like you don't know. Like that's that's damage. That's, that's scar tissue. Yeah. That's from being shoved with Barbies. I hate Barbies.
0: <gasps> oh, M-G. that's why my daughter I
2: don't Barbies, like when she's stick- like barbies inside of me as a little girl and so that's why i don't like my daughter playing with barb what the fuck is barbies? wrong with people like i swear to god like ugh. yep it, like what i went through was like real traumatic <sighs> so like i had never really tapped into it so when that incident if you happened, need to go to, to jail. And- she's amazing yeah. like, <laughs> <you> just- <laughs> no shout out to no i go to a whole sexual trauma facility for oh, this okay. so even like with my ex-husband when he did what he did and he like drew blood from that mm-hmm that's what I think that's what hit the switch that made me stab him because it was like that little girl in me again. Like I had thought I got my period at that age because that's how like much my body like was seven? responding to trauma. Oh yeah. Oh, my God. So I thought at like eight, nine. I was having my period. I remember telling my grandma coming from church. I'm like, I think I got my period. But no, it was like residual blood from what happened a couple of days ago. So, OK, I have a question. Mm hmm. Why did you not speak up about it? Because they used to, like, threaten me, like, we're going to beat your ass. And that's we're another thing. This. Like, I
1: tell my kids, like, no matter what they tell you, that they're going to kill me. They're going to do this and that. I'm like, it's it's a lie. I'm like, you need to come and tell me immediately. Mm-hmm. And, like, the, another thing with Sabrina, I'm always like, I'm going to be happy. Like, you coming to me and telling me the truth, I'm like, you will never be in trouble. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but if you come and tell me a lie, I'm like, that's when you become in trouble or you lie about what you did. I'm like, but if you come to me with the truth, I will always believe
2: you and you will never be in trouble Mm -hmm. oh no it was your your mom's gonna die she'll never be able to pick you (gasps) up you're so susceptible at that yeah so you believe this shit yeah you won't eat i was a little fat girl so it was you won't eat (sighs) and i was like damn i want lunch today like i i didn't know any better and then what was happening to me like it's it's fucked up but my sister ended up like doing stuff to me so like she's she's messed I pray for her every day, but she's kind of like mentally messed up now and on and off drugs. And I hope she's finally off for the last time. So I imagine what was happening to me. And she was like older than me. I yeah. can only imagine what was happening to her. Mm-hmm. So I never blame her for that part of it because yeah. she was reenacting what what, what was her. happening to yeah. her. That's how my mom found out about it because she caught my sister doing stuff to me. Um. And we never went back. We never went back. And then from then on, my grandma ended up raising us.
0: Mm.
2: And it just, I don't know, it shaped me so... What did your mom do about it? (sighs) Man. I think sometimes she... How is she not in fucking jail? Because... I think, I don't know. That part makes me a little emotional because I feel like she beat herself up so bad Mm -hmm. over it. And it was never her fault. I never blame my mom because you were dropping us off to people you trusted. These Mm -hmm. are people like they would go to the boat together, hang out together outside of that. Mm -hmm. You trusted these people to like really take care of your kids. Yeah. Because they took care of the family relationship outside of that. Mm -hmm. So it's like for her, I feel like she really did not know. And when she knew we never went back, Mm -hmm. I don't think she ever talked to them again either.
0: I, I definitely understand. Um, not wanting to talk, because that's heavy. Nappy. That's so heavy. Yeah, I tried to clean like Xboxes no. empty. It
2: was it was heavy, and I think, I think for me, like it didn't end there. Like I still had things that happened to me after that, and I think like getting raped in her bed at fourteen, and like just being in like a pool of blood from that, and then having her come back and oh my god, girl. For me, it was more like I'd rather take blame for this than for that. Like because the dudes had stole my fucking iPhone, my iPod at the time. And like, Wait, at least who?
0: Oh, the person that, okay. that did it. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. That's why
2: I can't watch Maury. I I can remember it so vividly because it was like an episode of Maury was on. And by the time they were like, you are the father, it was over. Mm-hmm. So I was like trying to focus more so on the TV than what was happening to me. Because what people don't understand is even when sexual trauma happens to you, your body still responds. Yeah. So like, not only am I in a pool of blood, but my body is like moistened by this fucked up act that's occurring to me. So when she came back and she saw like her sheets were all bloody, I did not want that guilt to be on her. So I took it as I lost my virginity that day. No, I didn't. I have been lost my virginity. Mm -hmm. So it was, it was just deep. It's just so many, so many fucked up things that happened. Like,
1: let me just say, you are so fucking strong. Yes, girl. For everything that you have, have went through, everything you have overcome, mm-hmm. you are th- so fucking strong, girl. I, I
2: I think I, like, know that, and that's what makes me confident enough to speak about it because even though it's, like, me airing all my secrets to the world, I take it as if this could help the next little girl right. realize she needs healing from that because... And that it's not okay. It's, it's not okay. Like, I had, like... A boyfriend's brother do shit to me. Like I've been in like fucked boyfriend's up... Boyfriend's brother? Yeah. Straight out of jail. Oh do shit geez. to me. And it's just the amount like how deep my sexual trauma really runs is like really fucked up. And and for me to still I still I still love men. I still like can appreciate men, but I, I have boundaries. Like
0: Yeah. I was just gonna ask um how How does that shape your sexual sex life now?
2: Um, I was a sex addict for sure. I think they could, if you want to label me as that or whatever. And I think that came from that being really enticed by like BDSM. Like low key, my therapist always says like once I've truly hit that healed point, I won't be so... Into that. On Aunt. Look, I'm like, I still want it. Yeah,
1: I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I I'm <laughs> gonna <Exactly>. say <laughs> once you get like, to a certain, I point. think you need a new therapist. I, <laughs> I like, girl,
2: have you ever been tied up? You want to tie? Yeah, exactly. Let me tell you, Jill will you. not <laughs> <king> shame you. <laughs> okay, like, uh, girl, that, that's what I tell her. Like, honestly, i be like, I don't think I'm ever gonna lose that. But okay, but <laughs> just yeah, like a rush, it makes. you... <laughs> <laughs> but it's fucked up when you tie it to that right. because even so like when people like say i suck a guy's dick or something they're like oh like how are you so good at what you do if you've been sucking dick since you were seven and you're fucking almost 29 I- i'm pretty sure you'd be a great dick sucker too like that's what i want to tell them in the moment but that's so bad and so much dark humor <laughs> i'm just like oh i just love sucking dick which i do <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like fucked up where it originated from. As long from. as it's not like crooked or anything. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I've so crooked dicks too. Just got to hit that bitch on an angle. Uh, oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> and honestly, the crooked ones hit the G spot. So yeah. you got to go with the hook. You I got to go with the captain hook. No. You got a captain hook.
2: You need to know how to hit that G spot with that captain hook. Otherwise, you're like killing somebody. I mean, all the men should know how to hit the G spot with or without <laughs> it. With or without it. <laughs>
0: I just feel like the curved one, you know, not mind. <laughs> <laughs> so now we know Britney has I'm some curves in topic. her life. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: I know. Uh, it, I the, don't know. I just call
2: it like things happen, but I, I push past them. That's why like when people try to tell me who I am or this or that, like, or when people try to, because we're like so young, oh, bless her heart, little baby, bitch, I had enough of life experience. Shut up. To live three motherfucking lives. so home. live three. Like, <laughs> if you only fucking knew, like, I don't know. But, <laughs> <laughs> like, just don't really know me. But if you ultimately know me, I love sex. Sex is a beautiful thing. It is. It With is. the right person. With the right person. <laughs> Thank God for that the man right last energy. night. Lord have mercy for the black <laughs> man.
1: Yes. Give it up for the black man. <laughs> but- and then when they're like nice to you and treat you nice, <laughs> you yes. want to be even dirtier Just for them. <laughs> yes. you. Yes, like, yes, king. <laughs> bitch, I was crying last
2: night. Oh, goodness. So- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, I don't know. It shaped me into being a freak. I don't know. It's a good thing and a bad thing develop stalkers mm-hmm. court cases speaking <laughs> of stalkers and court cases
0: um, <laughs> it's a wonderful transition a to um, bullies mm. Were you guys bullied as, as kids no I Hell sucked up yes. for people bullied
1: I was bullied from, like, a young age. People were mean. Like, I was missing a tooth for a while, and, like, I feel like Same. people were just, like, really mean <laughs> to me all the time. Missing like, I felt so ugly, and, like, now that I look back at my, like, 11-year, I'm gonna show them to you guys. Like, when I was 13, I was so freaking cute. Like, I was so pretty, and I'm like, these bitches were just fucking jealous of me. Especially my hair was And like they that. made me feel, oh, mm-hmm. it was. It was even longer, and it made me feel like there was something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. Like, I I wasn't enough. I wasn't good enough to be their friends, you know. But now that I look back at the pictures, I'm like, I was so fucking pretty. Like, mm-hmm. why did I think that I was ugly?
0: Same. Like, I bitch. feel like I look the exact same since <laughs> I was yes. younger, except I just look a tad <laughs> older. older. But Barely. Yeah. It. I'm just like, I'm just so cute. Why did I have so many problems? <laughs> well, with men. But also, I wasn't, I wouldn't categorize myself as popular However, other people might. Have, yeah, because you were not popular, I, yeah. but people
1: knew me, mm-hmm. but just yeah, because I, I had a child.
0: <laughs> people only knew me because I was a cheerleader, and that was it. Like That had nothing to do with anything. I only really talked to some of the cheerleader girls, mm-hmm. and um, but other than that, some kids did not like me, and I don't know why. I think it was just because I was really shy, which made no sense because I was a cheerleader, mm-hmm. and I was in choir doing musicals and all that, but I still... Did you guys,
1: like, if you guys were ever being bullied, did you guys finally, like, stand up for yourselves?
0: Oh, that's what—that's where I was going with it. <laughs> uh, they tried to bully me, and I fought the fuck back. So okay. they didn't, they, they gave up. They were like, we're, you know what, that black girl is strong. <laughs> we're not going to mess with her.
2: I, I just, I don't know. I stood up for people who got
0: bullied, because I didn't believe in that. I won't even let my kids bully anybody, like. Yeah. It, I remember it you, everybody liked you, Deshante. Mm-hmm. Like, literally everybody. Mm-hmm. So um, You had
2: the energy. Yeah. She did. I had the energy. For, and that's what's so fucked up is, like, from having a dark past. But I still have positive energy. And I love mm-hmm. to – I just love to love on people. like, And I love them. I, I love people. I really do. I wish the best for everybody. And I want everybody to have a positive mindset and get their shit together. Yes. <laughs> for me, I was bullied,
1: like, in like – I'm going to say my early teens – But then I feel like once in high school, like nobody fucked with me until this one bitch. Okay. (laughs) She called me a hoe because I had junior and she started saying that I was sleeping with all these guys. Mm -hmm. We had swim class. Long story short. I beat her up, dragged her out of the freaking showers naked, <laughs> and the cafeteria was right there. I got to spend there for a week, but let me tell you. That was the best ass, that the best ass whooping ever because nobody ever fucked with me after that. And I was like, yeah, don't even fucking look at me, ho. Yep, like, exactly. I, Once you
0: stand up for yourself,
1: right.
2: I was like, they, well, not, they will leave they, you alone. Okay, what was fucked up? I beat this girl's ass that everybody was scared of in like middle school. That was. We could li- talk about names afterwards. <laughs> I'm that was curious. liberating because. After that, though, all them hoes rolled the coattails. They were like making fun of this girl. Like the whole school turned out her ass and they were like, scary bitch. Because she was tall as hell. That was a motherfucking man. So I've been fighting men all my life. I had to fight.
1: <laughs> there was this one girl in high school that she thought that she was a shit and she used to go around fighting people. And she tried to start shit with me one time. And I remember we were sitting in the cafeteria. And, like, she was across from me. She's like, well, are you going to do shit? And she stood up, like, trying to fight me. And I was just literally looking at her. I'm like, you're not going to do shit. I'm like, just fucking sit down or go to another table. Yeah. And she got all fucking mad as fuck and she left. I'm like, I'm not, why am I going to fight you? For what? Like, what's the reason? Just because you don't like me? That's fucking stupid. Like, yeah. move, move the fuck on. Yeah. I'm like, I will fight you if I have to. I'm like, but. I'm not gonna start shit for no reason. Yeah, and she wasn't either because she wasn't stupid. You know, it's like whoever throws the first punch, yep, is you the get, one. Yeah, no, so I'll, I'll let, let you. That's no, you hit me. First. Go ahead, please, please, please. That's all. So- oh, yeah, that was always
0: the rule when people would be like, "Okay, we're gonna fight after school, whatever, whatever." Okay, hit me first. Hit yes. me first. I'm <laughs> not gonna hit you first. You gotta hit me first. Yeah, and just like everybody's crowding around and nobody's hitting. Everyone's just talking. Then yes. someone's like,
1: "Okay." That's what I call Sabrina. Like she has been talking to me about starting boxing. So then I'm like, okay, but you just can't go around punching random people in the face. I'm mm-hmm. like, this is like to protect yourself. Like if someone hits you, then you have the right to protect yourself. But you're not gonna go around just kicking Punch everybody's people. ass for no reason. And she's like, yes, mom, I understand.
0: <laughs> but they just need to know <laughs> right, I exactly. can. They just need to know I can. Exactly. My mom and I'm not was a one.
2: peacemaker, so I think that's why I wasn't. I'm
0: it. Not...
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is not last night. <laughs>
2: <laughs> bitch, getting flashbacks, lucid <laughs> fucking dreams in this bitch. I fucking thought, damn, that was gonna fuck up. <laughs> no, uh, damn, I really lost my train of thought, and I think I really popped back into my memories from last night. Um, <laughs> fuck. damn, where was I going with that? The peacemaker. Cool, and... Yeah. Yep. Peace to the Middle East. I fucking forgot. Well uh shout out to Blackbed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh stay tuned and we will see you guys next week. Bye bye. bye.